So, Jill, I'm supposed to be impressed. Am I supposed to be impressed by Russell Westbrook yesterday? You're supposed to be something. Yeah. Not <laughs> if you aren't impressed, you might be a hater, but you should at the very least, at the very least, be respectful. All right. So down three one in the series. Mm-hmm. Game five on your home court. You go down twenty-five points and Russell Westbrook leads a comeback for the ages to force a game six. Now you think that proves your point about him? Like, really? Like Here's the thing. <laughs> How can you deny back-to-back seasons of triple-doubles? How can you deny that he changed his game up when PG and Carmelo got there to try and make those adjustments? Now, did the adjustments work? Not really. They just don't right. fit together as a team. But Russell's a good teammate, man. All right. Well, you know what Russell Westbrook reminds me of? This is I don't know if you guys – I don't know if you gamble, Joe, but he reminds me of a blackjack uh, player always on tilt you know what tilt is no tilt is like when you're just going like hard at the money like you might be down a little bit so you just press your bet and you just continually just bet high he's a serial killer betting more than he should doubling down against the face or an ace when he has less than 11 for my blackjack players out there splitting tens and sometimes you win those hands and when you win those hands it's great because you put a lot of money on it but when you lose or in westbrook's case when you had an insufficient shooting night or you're turning the ball over like crazy, you lose bad. And that happens more often than not. Now we can look at yesterday's performance, right? And praise Westbrook all that we want. But like a tilt blackjack player on the table, he will always come back down to earth. He will always lose your money. Just like the Thunder are going to lose game six to the Jazz. It's not all on Russ. <laughs> okay. It's not all on Russ. <laughs> all right. Stay tuned. It's the dime. You are now listening to The Dime with Josh Rodriguez, your weekly go-to podcast for all things NBA. Subscribe on iTunes or listen every week on thedimepodcast.com. And now, your host, Josh Rodriguez. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Dime. As you can tell, I have a great guest with me. The Warriors, Rockets, and Sixers have punched their tickets into the second round, but we still have some exciting first-round series to talk about. You could follow The Dime on Twitter. Twitter at the Dime NBA. Give the show five stars on iTunes, Google Play, all that good stuff. Please leave a comment and review saying how much you love the podcast, even if this is the first time you're hearing it. And call into the Dime Hotline, sponsored by Soda. Yes, generically Soda. 805-826-3463 if you'd like to ask a question. And now, I would like to introduce my guest to you guys. I got the Chicago Bulls uh, star lineup. Okay, with you, okay. This is I some like serious it. stuff. Legendary. She's a host for, is it EUR Web? Is it, how do you say that? EUR Web, yep. yeah. She's a host for EUR Web, Black Hollywood Live, and Afterbus TV. On top of that, she runs her own popular sports entertainment website called Jocks and Stiletto Jill. If you never saw a show with us hosting together, you know it's about to be a good episode. Guys, listen, a good friend of mine, one of my favorite Afterbuzzers, one of my favorite sports Ooh. people out here in Los Angeles, please welcome Jill Monroe, ladies Woo! and gentlemen. The crowd goes wild. Yes. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes. It's about time. It is about time. We've been waiting for you, though, to it's have all your own podcast. Yeah, it absolutely is. You all know, on me. and branch out. Super excited about yes. that. Super proud of you. Thank Had you, to, Jill. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I mean, it's been a while since you and I've talked, like, like on a mic, but on a microphone, like a, a show or something like that. I can't remember right. the last time we've done that. Um, Maybe Drew League. Wow. 
truly last summer when we were watching all this summer basketball play, DeRozan balling oh out. Oh my God, foreshadowing Marvin, ba- Marvin Bagley, right? Yep. James Harden. Yeah, he showed up. See, we saw the first glimpse of CP3 and James Harden. Wow, we did. You're right. You know that oh was. Oh my God. Yeah, that was interesting. But wow. we see. Look at them now. Look at them Look now. At them now. <laughs> Look at them now. All right, let's stick with the Thunder. Let's stick with the Thunder. Right, right. <laughs> Now I am a hater. I'm not gonna lie, Jill. You know I'm a hater. You know, yeah. I, I like my players, and, and the ones I like, I love, and I'll defend to the death. And the ones I don't like, I'm just gonna continue to trash them. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you the floor. I'll give you the floor. Like, w- what am I missing with everything? I, I with know Russell. It was a, yeah, I know it was a great game. I get that. But what are people like me missing about Russell Westbrook? I mean, it's because he's going to give you 100% when he goes out there. He's going to go hard. He's not going to—people say the NBA is too soft right now. He's not going to be buddy-buddy with the other team's players. He's not going out to dinner with them. He's right. not hanging out. They're not, you know, dapping each other up like great fashion, man. <laughs> he's, you know, has an old-school mentality. He's going to go out there. He's going to play hard. Yeah. He's going to rep for his team. And he produces results. I don't see how you can discount— Two seasons back to back, averaging a triple double. Now, Joe, why wasn't he in the MVP conversation this year? Then, like last year, it was all about the triple double. Everyone's like, "Oh, you got to give it to him. He averaged a triple double." This year, he averaged it again, and he's not even in the top three or four or um, five. I'm going to tell you why. One, what LeBron is doing in year 15, yeah, that's true. like, you know. You just, that's something that we've never seen before. There really aren't a lot of words. I mean, there's several words you can put to it, but I mean, LeBron's balled out. Two, um, you see what Harden's doing. And then three, you have to look at the situation for the Thunder. For me, I think they struggled early in the season, right? Struggled badly. It looked horrible. Like, not only is this (laughs) trade not going to play out, um, play out correctly, just it's going to be nasty, then they hit their stride and they started winning and it looked like things were coming together and they were trying to be a team. Like, I really feel as though they made the effort to try and come together as a team. Just sometimes pieces don't fit. I agree. And yeah. especially when, what is the guy's name that went down? I'm blanking on. He was like their uh, Robertson. Yes. Robertson. When he I'm went Robertson, down, yeah. that really changed the dynamic of their team, I feel like. It did. Um, so I just think their season has been really lukewarm. So it kind of buried Russ. Like this, yeah. And I don't think it's Russ's fault this year. I mean, I'll, I'll you know, I'm not a big fan of Russell, but I don't, I'm not going to put the whole thing on him. I think you know Billy Donovan's an average coach at, coach at best. I think. I mean, those who know me know I'm a huge Nick fan. Better was, college coach, you feel? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And those who know me know I'm a huge Nick fan. I was never a fan of Carmelo Anthony. And, you know, he's not as good as he used to be. That's for I, I, one. You know, he, okay, so you think him, Wade, and LeBron, same draft class, Bosch too. Bosch is out of the yeah. league, illness. Wade's about to be out of the league. Wade, possibly, you know, but what did Wade do as a true superstar? He came off the bench. Mm. And, you hear that, Melo? <laughs> and the run they had yesterday was him mostly on the bench. And, and I think that this might have worked better. I know they needed their big three. Yeah. But I think Melo's time as a star, superstar, starter have been over for a while. And he probably should have come off the bench. I agree. I agree. Now, they come back down. uh, They were down 25 points in the third quarter. I thought it was over. Uh, Personally, I I turned off. I was working, but I I had like a YouTube TV on my phone, so I watched the games while I work. And I just shut off the app. I was like, all right, this game's over. And then I checked the score just out of curiosity, and they're down like eight. And it It happened. Literally, like in five minutes, like what the hell just happened? And then I That's just see what it. serial killers do. <laughs> they hunt you down. Russell Westbrook, forty-five points, fifteen rebounds, seven assists. 
Come on, a double double. No, listen, it's great, yeah. man. Like I said, he reminds me of blackjack t- uh, player on tilt. Like if if you bet a lot of money and you you win those hands, it looks great. But most of the time, like for me, it's just insufficient. And but don't you want a player that goes down swinging? I get that. I listen, and that's the whole Mamba mentality that people right. like in Westbrook. To me, though, I think that mentality does have a lot of cons. Like a lot of people talk about the pros, but the cons of that mentality as well are very detrimental to a team and i think that gets talked about enough you know you become selfish or you you take these ill-advised shots and you don't get people involved and i understand that you know kobe bryant I, I'm, I'm linking kobe and westbrook right now but they have this mentality like I, I think they trust themselves more than they trust their teammates yes and rightfully so i mean kobe bryant's top 10 player of all time uh westbrook is top what five player in the league right now i mean i mean last year people were saying he was the best player in the league right you could say top five player in the league i, I won't argue with you on that let's see um, yeah. kd Harden got to throw in there. Yeah, um, Steph. Steph. I take Steph over West. Yeah. But but you know what I'm saying. Like, but I don't know. I, I just feel like his mentality, he's getting a lot of flack for it this year, though. But I don't feel as though he should this year. Because I feel as though he tried. Like He did. He, especially in the beginning, he tried a lot. And it just, it wasn't working. And then what are you supposed to do? Because also consider the fact that the Thunder are up against the gun. They have to pull out the stops for Paul George and get Paul George to buy in. True. Or he's leaving, and he's leaving them with nothing. So what are they going to do with that mix? You know, there's a lot of question marks. So not only did they have to gel together quickly, um, they had to, you know, make something out of nothing. So you don't have time to really go through a brutal, brutal losing spree. Um, streak to find chemistry. That's true, and they did. Um, they're down three two in the series right now. Do you think they have the momentum going into Game Six? I know it's in no. Utah. No, so you, you don't think that I game kinda, did anything? You know, I picked the Thunder to move ahead, but there is just something about the way that the Jazz have been playing. And I'll be honest, I didn't really watch the Jazz that much this season. Right. You know, like when they the um, trade happened with the Cavs and Crowder and Rose got sent there, I kind of was like, well. You know, I thought, yeah. I'm like, is he be, being sent to purgatory? Like, what are they, you know, what are yeah. they doing? I didn't really know that the Jazz had um, gelled together that well, especially with them shipping Rodney Hood out, because I think he was one of their top scorers yeah, but at Ro- the time. Yeah, Rodney doesn't really fit. I mean, he Rodney's one of those players, if he's not scoring, he's really not doing much. And if you look at the Jazz, they all do different things. Like, Crowder plays defense. He can shoot the three occasionally. He gets streaky. But they all have certain roles. And I think Rodney just didn't fit in. Yeah, uh, with the I team. I think that was a great trade for the Jazz. And I, I'm with you, too. I mean, I didn't really watch much of the Jazz until late in the season. They got a lot of buzz. I mean, they were almost a three seed at one point. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think they're just a, a well-rounded team. But, you know, in my mind, after losing a game like you did in Game 5, it I think it puts a lot of pressure on them in Game 6, especially being at home. Because if you look at home in Game 6, Game it's, 7 yeah. in Oklahoma City no joke, lights That's, out. Yeah, lights out for sure because that is an, a very loud arena. Yeah, they're very passionate. Um, you know, they want something to cheer but about. But you, but you have the Jazz in, in games. I, I kind of, I feel like, I just feel like it's their time. Not to go very far, but I, I just, I think that there are too many things with the Thunder. Okay, and I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. You know, it's crazy. If you would have told me the Thunder would have won last night, I'd be like, yeah, they were supposed to win. And I would pick the Jazz in six. But the way that they won. Yes. Yeah. The way that, I don't know what it is. I think I'm still at the end of the day going to 
if I had to put money on it, I put money on the Jazz to win Game Six. But the way that the Thunder won and came back, I just feel like it was so demoralizing to the Jazz. And now it actually puts more pressure on them. Whereas, like, if they would have just lost by eight points, it would have been a back and forth game uh, last game. They would have like, just been like, oh, we weren't sharp. We're ready now. Right. It was on their home court. No big deal. But to lose the way they lost, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm having my doubts, and I don't know if that's just me being nervous because I did pick the Jazz in seven. I don't know why I picked seven because I, I can't see them winning a game seven in Oklahoma City. I picked but. the Thunder. I didn't um, pick how many games. I just thought that the veterans would um, – you know, eventually beat down that still possible exuberance. But it's still we'll possible. See. And you know, the way Russell was scoring yesterday, I mean, he, he, the shot selection was so much different. And this is what drives me crazy about Russell Westbrook. I mean, he can get into the lane anytime he wants. And they're playing off of him. I don't know if you know, they were doing pick and rolls and then Gobert was kind of sagging off of him. He was just taking five on jumpers and just hitting them. He had a couple threes, he had a couple nice drives to the basket, but he was just playing smarter basketball. And to think me, he was more locked in? I don't know if, it's, if he's more locked in, but to me, it's like, why can't you do that every game? I mean, maybe Russ might just be the player that gets up and down for certain things. Like everyone yeah. said the game before because he had this personal vendetta. Um, oh, against Rubio? Yeah. Against Juan Stockton? <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that's why the Thunder lost that game because Russ was going for no, his individual things. I don't think so no, either. But I, I wonder if, though, that talk... If he, you know, took any of that in and was like, oh, that's what you thought? Right. Oh, let me show you. But, but what does it take for him to play smart? That's the thing. Because like, when he plays smart, when he takes those jumps, he's unstoppable. He really is. He's You can't stop Russell Westbrook. No one's as athletic as him at that position. When you're when he's taking those smart, under-controlled jump shots you know, in the lane, getting to the hoop, and, and not these contested three-pointers with like 17 seconds left on the shot clock. Same goes to Paul George, by the way, because he's been doing that lately, too. He had eight threes in game one. Playoff P? Yeah. I think that got to his head a little bit because he started jacking from three-point range. Well, he like, named himself Playoff P. You think, so. Do you think he deserves that nickname? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not – like, I think Paul George is a great player yeah. as a piece. Second you know, piece? in addition – I don't even know if I consider him – like. Wow. It's so sh- – it's streaky to me. I know it's not, but it's streaky to me. I guess that's the best way that I can explain it. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I'm not ready to, you know, say in Paul George I trust. But I think he's a great piece. Like, okay. yeah, I get he contributes, saying. but I'm not like, yeah, my number two got you. Got you. All right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. All right. So I'm, I'm going to stick with the Jazz right now. And you're, you're going to go with the Jazz as well in game six? Yeah, I think okay. so. All right. Sounds good. Let's move on to uh, LeBron. Yes. King James. Yes. Doing kingly things. Oh, my goodness. 44, 10, and 8. Come on. Like, and Kyle Korver is, is his second guy right now. That's insane. Right. Kevin, for, Kevin for love. Kevin Love, 2 for 10 in the past two games. 2 for 10 in game uh, 5, 2 for 10 in game 4. I mean, and listen, he was the most steady piece, you know, throughout the season. It's crazy how much he missed Kyrie. I mean, I hate to say it because I thought the Kyrie... Man. It, it is insane how much this team misses Kyrie. I didn't really... I, I always liked Kyrie, but I didn't realize how much of the load he carried. And it's nothing against LeBron. I always I think LeBron did carry most of the load or the most percentage no, of the Kyrie load. No, Kyrie was an important piece. And it, yeah. if you look at... You know, I think LeBron knew that. Yeah. It's just that Kyrie doesn't like LeBron. Not... You know... <laughs> I think Kyrie just wanted his shine. He wanted his shine, but at the same time, he, you know... The kids, the kid. We've talked about this. LeBron daddied him, you know, yeah. wanting to be the big brother, the senior. This is member. how you play the game. And yeah. Kyrie was like, "I'm cool." Yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. And then he proved it when he went to Boston. But yeah, I mean, LeBron. I mean, it, he's doing it. It seems like by himself. I mean, that three pointer. 
I don't know if you saw ESPN, but they did like a little split screen with him in the Jordan shot over Craig Elo. Uh They compared it like because they both went to the left. They both rose over the defender. They both did a jump shot at the buzzer. I think it's a little bit too much. (laughs) But I mean, listen. LeBron was excited. Did you see how excited he was after he hit that shot? Oh, yeah. Here's the thing, though. The Cavs can't go out in the first round. Like It's crazy because if they lost yesterday, they're going out. Right. I mean, now I think they win. I still think they win this series, but man, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast show, but I said I've been in Cavaliers Anonymous. Like I, I have a problem where I can't admit that a LeBron James team is just not going to the finals. I can't admit it. I don't think they are this year. Yeah. And I'm having a hard time. Like I'm in denial right now. Like I'm still like Cavs going to the finals, but like I'm starting to come around slowly. Like there's just no way. It is a team game. And this is what makes me mad about people who say, oh, Kobe, not to go Kobe on you, but you know, Kobe needed Paul because it is a team game. And that greatness as a superstar still can only get you so far without the other guys contributing in whatever their role is. You're not going to make it. And I think that that's what we're seeing with LeBron. I mean, he's with a bunch of inexperienced guys around him, some that have never been in the playoffs. Right. And inexperienced are old as hell. Like, they're way past their prime. Right. I mean, Corver's his second leading scorer right now, and he's way past his prime. So, I mean, you know, that's the LeBron James factor. Yeah. But is it enough to beat anybody in the West? The real finals will be the Western Conference finals. Oh, yeah. Rockets, uh, Warriors. Likely, yes. But can we get rid of this myth that LeBron James is not clutch? Like, this is the most frustrating myth of all time to me. I, I, mean, I think it's because he passes, because LeBron is the antithesis of someone like Kobe, yeah. serial killer. He, but you know, I shares. hate that serial killer narrative so much. I hate it. Like Why? Assa- targeted. Kobe's an assassin. Is he an assassin, really? Look at his playoff stats oh, and clutch shots. He, If he's an assassin, I am not hiring him because he misses the target way more than you should. But when he makes it, it's spectacular. Oh, yeah, when he makes it. And his sheer will. His will to what? His will to take when? fadeaway jump shots over three people at once? Listen, listen, listen. What we're not going to do, <laughs> what we are not going to do is desecrate Kobe's greatness. Oh, he's great. He's great. <laughs> listen, I'm not saying he's not great, but like to me it's crazy that Kobe has this it, this reputation Based off of this myth that, like, because it was in the moment, what happens, you know, fine. St- we know st- stats, they're there for a purpose and what they break down, but you can't discount chemistry and those no. in the moment things. I, listen, he's not afraid to take the big shot. And he's had moments where he's hit game winning shots in the regular season, not as much in the postseason, but in the regular season, I'm like, damn, like, Kobe, there's, I don't know if you know which game I'm talking about, but they beat Portland one year. In Portland, he had like a game-winning sh- like three-pointer. He had a game-time three-pointer, off-balance three-pointer. Then he hit like a fadeaway three to, to end it. And that's one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen. And I think moments like that give him that reputation. And people don't look at the stats and, and, and really like, man, this guy has really actually failed more often than not in the clutch. And LeBron is the exact opposite. He's he, No one has been more successful in the clutch than Michael Jordan. But LeBron is underneath Michael. And everyone thinks this man's not clutch. It blows my mind how they don't think he's clutch. He's literally one of the most clutch players in the league ever in history. You know why? Because he passed to Ray Allen. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, he actually missed. No, I, I, I mean, get reason because yeah. Ray Allen bailed him out. He yeah. did. He did. I get that. And then that there was a, the first year with the Heat. They were, I don't know if you remember. They were having uh, chemistry problems and they were missing a lot of shots at the end of the game. Yeah. LeBron was had a little bit of a cold spell. And it was that one year where, like, he went to Miami. It was his first year in Miami, so everyone wanted to hate him. And that, that was that was just... the Dallas year, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that killed him too. Yeah. That. Mm, anyway. 
<laughs> anyway, LeBron was great last night. Did you yeah. see, I, I don't know if you saw on Twitter and social media that someone turned, like, when he, you know, jumped up his excitement afterwards into, like, one of those... Um, classic paintings or whatever no. just it looks like theater i have to find it and send it to you because um yeah it just illustrated so well just lebron's greatness and will but he's going home early vacation early we'll see you, you, in think, LA. you think next round we're against raptors who, who or, are they raptors or wizards mm, wizards aren't making it yeah the raptors will mm. see it's a funny thing i like i don't know what it is about this indiana team that is getting to um, the Cavs, yeah, I because I, I feel, I just feel like not that they're terrible or bad or that they didn't. I just felt like the Cavs were just a better team, even in their still figuring it out stage. I thought they were a better team than the Pacers and that this should have been a little easier than I it agree. has been. It should went max six games. So I mean, it, five games. I, Toronto. and I mean, have you been watching that series? I, I, the like, Wizards in Toronto. Yeah. I have been. There's been some interesting losses for the Raptors. Yeah, but there's also been some decisive wins for them. And their um, their bench unit is not to be messed with. Um, Delon Wright he actually he hit the biggest shots of the game yesterday. And I you know bailing that. out Serge Ibaka. Yeah, um, he was like that the first game. Brought some energy off the bench. Yeah. So um, you know. Yeah, you, you, I don't know if they're different. They won 108-98 yesterday. They lead 3-2. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not a big... You're not sold on the Raptors. No, I've never been sold on the Raptors. And this year, I kept hearing, oh, the bench, the bench. And you're right. The bench is a lot better. And they're missing Fred Van Fleet right now, which is, you know, one of their best bench players, too. I, I just can't buy into Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan consistently making plays down the stretch. Who do you think this. is the weak link in that? It's not that I think it's a weak link. It's... It's the way they play. Like, you know me. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of like low percentage step back mid range jumpers or off the dribble three pointers. Like, for no reason. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what they go to. Like, when when t- things get tight, when situations are the most stressful, you go to what you're comfortable with. And I feel like that's what they regress to. Do you think that that's coaching or that's just you? What you feel their game? I is think that's really what their game is because on. Dwayne Casey this year switched up the style and he wanted to take more three pointers, a little more ball movement, and they did that during the regular season. But when the playoffs come, like I said, like the pressure gets to you and you start reverting back to what you've always been. Um, and I like DeRozan. Don't get me wrong. I like DeRozan. Lowry to me is like I don't that, know. So that's who you think the weaker link yeah. is? Yeah. You think they need to be broken up? I don't know. I, I just I think. Their ceiling is Eastern Conference Finals. I don't mm, think they'll okay. ever get to the finals. I mean, honestly, even they beat the Cavs. I don't think they beat the Sixers. I, you know, I don't know why I chose Miami to beat the Sixers. Yeah, I just it might have been an experience thing, and they're one of the more underrated teams in the league. I'm not that gonna lie. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of liked at the end. I liked the punch that D Wade was giving them off the yeah. bench, and I just I thought Whiteside would do more. He talks right? a lot. Come but on, and then and beats yeah. not playing in the first. Like you got to win that game. Like. You have to dominate with Embiid out there. And, and that kind of when he didn't, and, I, you know, I hear a lot of complaints about him and coaching and, you know, the type of plays they run. Yeah, definitely. So, I, I, you know, I picked the heat. I kind of, I thought the Sixers year would be next year. I didn't think that, I, I was impressed with them making it to the playoffs, but I didn't think that this would be the year where they would really advance. And now I'm not so sure because it is the East and... right. You know, they're so, looking pretty good. Think of the Sixers though; they were a 500 team. Like 
you know, a few games above 500 for most of the year. They weren't like this dominant team that we're seeing now, and they ended the season on this crazy win streak. Right. So it's like, well, all right, which team are you? Because sometimes teams just peak early. You know, we could be seeing them peaking, and then all of a sudden they revert back to that 500 team that they were during the regular season. True. So that's my toughest team with the Sixers, but the way they looked in round one seems like they are that team that kind of just went over the hump. You know, they added Marco Bellinelli, they added Ilyasova, and I gave him some veteran experience, also some weapons, you know, some perimeter game and some versatility. And, you know, I, you're right with the East. It's like, it's so weak that they really wanted to get past the Raptors or Cavs. And right now the Cavs don't look like a good team. They the look Ra- vulnerable. Yeah, and the Raptors are the Raptors. We know what we're getting from the Raptors. So I, I'm buying into the Sixers hype, but not so much that I think they're that great. It's just more that the East is weak. Yeah. Is it still fair to say that, though? I mean... It's getting better. Yeah. It, it helps that Kyrie's hurt. It helps that Gordon Hayward... Next year's going to be crazy. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and then who knows what happens with free agency. I mean, you got Paul George out there. LeBron's out there. Kawhi wants to get traded, so who knows where he goes if he gets traded. Can you believe that we have lived to see an era of Spurs player and management beef? Unbelievable. Like that is beyond nuts to me, and I'm just like, what does Kawhi want? I don't, I don't like. Why isn't he playing? Why don't you think he's playing? You think he's hurt? You think I, he's- I think he. You know, it's a tricky thing, especially in this era of sports. You see players like LeBron, who rarely gets hurt, takes excellent care of his body, and has been able to pretty much do what he wants throughout his career, partially because he's so durable. I mean, he's great, but. LeBron doesn't go down. Do you know what I mean? You don't spend too many games without him. It doesn't get hurt. It's interesting to me that Kawhi, who has been, you know, up to this point, looked at as the anti-superstar. He doesn't want the attention. He doesn't want, you know, the fame. He may want the money, but he's not, you know, in the Tim Duncan mode. And now I'm getting the feeling that that may not exactly be true. You know, right? He seems kind of like a diva right now. And like, I know you've heard that he wants the biggest sneaker deal possible too. Yeah, that his thing, the, Jordan, I never would have guessed that. Me either. But I was also surprised that he did the the Jordan commercial series, like with Nipsey Hussle. And so I'm like, maybe he's changing. You think that's his agents? You think that's people around him? Well, I, I know his what his uncle or some family member yeah. is his manager his uncle, or something yeah. like that. I, I think it could partially be them, but at the same time, he has to say okay. And even though he's always been the reluctant star, whatever, he's never come across as being a soft individual or someone that um, was moldable in that way. Okay. Do you know? So, I I mean, I could be wrong with that. I don't know him at all. Um, But I, I have to feel like that part of him wants this too. And especially the way that everything has been handled and, you know, going out. And with his teammates kind of... Speaking out like, well, we don't know either. They, you know, usually your teammates, if it's you against management, they'll either kind of fall back or... They'll stick up for the team. Yeah. Especially when he's the best player on the team. So just the way that all of this goes has gone has gone down, ah, excuse me, um, has been interesting to me. And I don't know where the Spurs go from here. Like, where do you go? Kawhi's gone. You th- Unless you repair that relationship, which I don't know if it's I, I don't think that it can be. Right. So I mean, well, I shouldn't say that it can't be, but I feel like Kawhi very clearly wants something else. Right. And that is not what the Spurs do. Right. 
So I guess Lamarcus Aldridge gets his wish. Yeah, but, but then, I, but then, what kind of team are you with Lamarcus? You're a seven, eight seed every year now. I mean, unless you get a superstar, you draft a superstar. I mean, but here's the thing: that happens. Like, yeah. What about? I go back and I look at the Sixers, and I don't agree with how everything played out with them and some of the things that they did. But I do think that there is something to be said for keeping a group together and letting them work out some kinks beyond a season. A season and a half right you know what i mean i think that there's something about building especially as the players are getting younger they don't have as much organized playing experience you know from the college level so you know maybe that's what happens with the spurs they build through the draft again they've done it twice before that's true well three times now if you they got you a know. good yeah they got a good scouting department i mean you draft Kawhi, no one really you know right saw him coming i mean parker ginobili you know pop i don't know what european scouts they have but they apparently know what the hell they're doing with that and then the thing is with san antonio like do any free agents really want to go to san antonio i I mean maybe i think people a different sort of free agent you know there's structure there's a winning atmosphere is it the you know maybe an older free agent who isn't looking for the other things you know yeah might want to I i don't know if it's anyone to put them over the top i mean and do you think that Pop considers retiring being the I, things maybe. personally going on with him? Maybe. You know, I wonder about that, too, yeah. how long he's Ginobili's going to... gone, right? Ginobili, I, I think he, he's going to play until he's like 57 years old. <laughs> I, I think he's unsure. I think he's considering it. I think Tony Parker should call it I think career. they both should. Yeah. This guy, they both should. I mean, Murray's taking over Parker's position. They're both coming off the... I mean, Men has been off the bench for a while, but I mean, just just end it now. Don't Don't stay too long. Yeah. Don't stay too long. Uh, they lose to the Warriors 99-91. They made it somewhat competitive. Um, let's talk about the Warriors a little bit. They play the Pelicans next round. Yeah. No Steph Curry right now. That's scary to me. Okay. I feel that because Kevin Durant is obviously KD, good, you know. Second best player in the world. Saw another side of him. Yeah. People started undervaluing what Steph <clears throat> really brings to that team. They There are a lot of for lack of a better word, interchangeable parts with the Warriors because they have so many good pieces that, you know, they can go through stretches of, okay, we don't have this person. But I think that they're what Steph brings to that team is not as replaceable as we think. And going up against the Pelicans, who have a different sort of offense for them to face off against, yeah. it's going to be interesting. I think it would be very interesting. I, if they had Steph, I'd be way more comfortable yeah. Picking the Warriors. I, I'm still picking the Warriors in this series. I think they win it in six. I think the Pelicans give them some sort of trouble. But I think the Warriors match up well defensively with the Pelicans. Like, I think you put Clay Thompson on Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's not going to go ape shit like he did last last round. He had the 40-something points in the last game of the series I, against Dean. Listen, can we just say for one minute, because people <clears throat> always talk about Lillard time from those playoffs. <laughs> to come. And I, I know Damian Lillard is a great player, but he's whiny to me a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. And, I, you know, I tried to put some belief, okay, Portland's back in the right. house. They, they <laughs> No injuries, really. Well, no, they had one of their pieces injured. Not right? one of their main, main pieces, pieces yeah. but... You need McCollum, Lillard, and Nurkic. That, that's really what you need. And and so I'm like, okay, they're, they're going to get through this. They're going to push past. To me, the Blazers are a disappointment, and their front office needs to do something because they always underachieve. Yeah. I, I, to me, it's more of their style of play. Uh, this goes back to what I always say. Like, you know, Lillard comes down, and he's a great three-point shooter, and he's taking, you know, these 30-footers. 
from like 17 seconds on the shot clock. Your job as a point guard is to get the best shot available in any given possession. I feel like that's been lost in the point guard position. Um, and I and I think when you have someone like Drew Holiday kind of pressing you and actually playing playoff defense against you, you kind of get exposed. Yeah. Um, McCollum had a nice game four, but besides that, he wasn't really anywhere to be found. I I, I, just, I just don't like their team. I don't either. I, I did pick. I'm not gonna, I picked them in six. I thought they. I I totally underestimated the Pelicans. Like kind of you know how like you said about the Jazz before. Like you know mm-hmm. when you watch. That's how I. That's how I was about the Pelicans. I know Anthony Davis obviously. I know Drew Holiday. Um. Because he played in Philly, and I used to live on the East Coast, and I would watch some Philly games every once in a while. But I didn't know he was this good. Right. He um, balled out. Yeah. And then playoff Rondo is a thing, apparently. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think the Warriors match up well. I think Clay goes on a holiday. I wouldn't say shuts him down, but you know, Clay Thompson's one of the best defenders in the league. He is. And underrated. I think, People yeah, don't and, talk about it. And him. what I would do if I was Steve Kerr, I would double Anthony Davis in the post and with Rondo's guy and just make Rondo beat you. I mean, he, he's not going to shoot the ball. So if you double if you double Rondo uh, with Rondo's guy, you can rotate in time because he's not going to take any jump shots. Like I, I don't know. I, I just feel like they match it well defensively. I do think they're still the best team in the league even without Steph. But it's by this much. It's not by like the wide margin that they are with Steph on the court. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how they play without Steph. And I think the Warriors definitely need Steph for the Western Conference Finals. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, because there's the, no way the Rockets. I don't. They've been kind of weird. They 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 beat the Timberwolves uh, four games to one. They won one twenty two one hundred four yesterday. But listen, but and that last game though, yeah. well, no, the game, game Monday night, yeah. the when, fifty point, yeah, where yeah. they came back. Like, listen, yeah, we played around the other day. We kind of were embarrassed. Let us beat you into submission and sh- put the rest of the league on notice. Right, that was embarrassing. It was, but you know what, the Rockets. They've been kind of hot and cold this postseason. There's quarters they look great, and then there's quarters where it's like, man, they're they're really beatable. And I don't know if you can get away with that against Golden State. Mm-hmm. Well, but they did during the season, right? They are up how many? What was the season series? I'm looking up, but I know they beat them. They beat them a few times. Let's see. I, I feel like they beat them at least twice. They beat them the first match. I remember that first game, the first day of the season. Yeah. Season series Warriors Rockets. So who would you choose between? Uh, how? Like, what is your opinion on the Rockets? I don't think we ever talked about the Rockets together. Um, you know, I, it's working in a way I didn't envision it to work. If that makes sense. Yes, it makes perfect sense. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, they seem to have a lot of momentum, and it seems to be chemistry that's pushing them along. Yeah, and and. I know that I talk about chemistry in this ambiguous way, but I, I do feel like it's just they have kind of figured out what their roles are supposed to be. Perfect. So it yep. makes ball movement, it makes the flow of the game easier. Yep. And um, James and Chris aren't like, yeah, we're cool, but we're not because they're jockeying for their position within the team. I right. feel like that fell into place and it's allowed them to relax and come together as a team. And you can see it reflected on the court, but something feels missing, even though I feel like it's their right? time. It does. I don't and know what it is. I don't know if it's cause who is it? PJ Tucker. That's yeah. their big, like, I just, I feel like there's something missing within their bigs a little Capella's bit. nice. He's nice. But I, I get what you're saying. There's, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about the team. I don't trust. And I don't know if it's the fact that they take so many freaking three-pointers. Like, I get it. Like, the way they take three-pointers is the way I think you should. You drive and kick, you step into the three, and it's all in rhythm. And that's why it works out for them. 
But, I mean, to rely that much on the three, to me, is... I mean... I think it's my trust in D'Antoni if I really look into it and think oh, about I it. No, <laughs> I think Dan, no, I think he's a great coach. Yeah. But I, I feel like going back to the Phoenix days, you know, his time here in LA, something always falls short when we get into the playoffs. I think that's a fair criticism of D'Antoni. Um what I would say to that is that there was one year where Robert Ori hip checked Steve Nash into the uh, scores table and Amari Stoudemire and Boris Dio got suspended for game six and it just changed the whole series. I think, I, I think, okay, I think they would have won the fair, championship fair. that year. And I think that, oh, narrative... you think they would have won the championship? That was the Western Conference Finals. And, yeah, the, and then the Spurs end up playing the New Jersey Nets. Come on. Yeah, that, okay. The, the, the Suns win that That's series true. in four or five games. That's true. That's so true. That was the championship, right? That's there. true. Um, so I think D'Antoni kind of gets a little bit of heat for that. But you are right, though. You know, last year they lost in six to the Spurs and I thought they were a better team than the Spurs they last were. year. They were. They really were. And, you know, you can blame Harden a lot for the, how he did not show up in the last game of that series. But, you know. And I, I feel like that's his playoff will right now until proven differently. Same with Chris Paul. People feel the same way about Chris Paul, too, which I find weird. I, I mean, I, see, I feel like Chris Paul's lack of advancement in the playoffs, a lot of that was circumstantial at times. I, I don't. Maybe one. I'm trying to figure out which series is. But I don't feel like he had just a flat out. Where did you go, series? Except for that one, um, when he was with the Clippers, I feel well, like last last season, Game Seven, he didn't show up against the Jazz, and then the Rockets. When they lost to the Rockets, they were up three one. Oh yeah, that one. That's the one I'm yeah. thinking about. Yeah, because otherwise it feels like it's been injury or yeah. the team. You know. He was hurt in that series too, but they were still up three one against the Rockets. That's the year the Warriors won their first title. Yeah, that was the year the yeah. Clippers. I expected them to go further. I expected them, and they had that mental collapse. That, that year was horrible. That was their year to win it all. It was. That was. The, I mean, who knows what happens in the finals? Maybe Kyrie doesn't get hurt. Maybe the Cavs win. Um, but that was their year. I agree. And it just yeah. all fell apart. That was yeah. terrible. That breakdown was like, yeah, I was disappointed. All right, Joe. Well, so you have the, so who do you have in the Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals and coming out of there? Um, the Western Conference Finals, Cavs, I mean, Cavs, Warriors, Rockets, yeah. obviously. Um, I believe in the Warriors. So, you know, yeah. depending on Steph Curry's health, that's what I'm saying. It's a that's big, that's yeah, like big the big linchpin. If if Steph isn't healthy, I could easily see the Rockets bypassing the Warriors because again, four years straight, it's a lot going to the finals. It's a lot mentally. Yeah, it, it's just a lot. So I think Steph Curry's health is obviously what a lot of this rests on. Even though, you know, the team is stacked in the East. I don't know. Right? I, I, it's so difficult. <clears throat> like, I don't even know if I have the Cavs going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Woo! That's crazy. But I never really thought that I would say that. But I, I could easily see them not making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I could see them not being in the finals. But I don't know that I see Philly or the Raptors <laughs> realistically going to the finals and doing anything against Golden State. So I mean, the West, like you said before, the West is the finals. Yeah. I still have the Cavs going to the finals. Do you? I'm still in denial, Jill. I, I don't. I, I think that... Mm-mm. Here's my thing. LeBron's doing it all by himself this round, right? Yes. He j- if Kevin Love can just get going... Corver plays the way he's playing, and then you kind of have like Clarkson step for up for a game, who I don't like, by the way. I cannot stand. You don't? Oh my god, I can't stand Jordan Clarkson. The way he plays, that was so smart for Lakers to get rid of him. 
Larry Nance, I like a lot, though. I like Larry. I yeah. was sad to see Nance go. Yeah, I like, Clarkson, I, like, I was like, oh, okay. Clarkson just... Like, Clarkson's one of those people, like... These are the people I don't like watching playing basketball. Like, you know when someone gets the ball and you know right away, oh, he's shooting it. No matter what happens <laughs> in this possession, he's going to find a way to shoot the basketball because he hasn't touched the ball in a while and he just wants to shoot. Doesn't matter who's open. Doesn't it, That's Jordan Clarkson to me. And the players I, like I that drive that. me insane. And then he gets hot. He's talented. And when he gets going, like, he can carry you for a so game. So does he remind you of, like, a Nick Young type? Yeah, a little bit. A, a less, I think Nick Young's better than him, but something like that. Yeah, that's actually a really good comparison. Um... But yeah, I'm not a big fan of Clarkson, but I think LeBron, like if Kevin Love can get going, Corver kind of, you know, stays the same. And I don't know what's going on with George Hill, but if he could come back and stabilize the point guard position, because Jose Calderon. He's kind of injured, right? Yeah, though? yeah. Calderon to me, I mean, I can't believe Jose Calderon starting on, in a playoff game. But. Yep, if, if, if. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm, I am I am saying a lot of ifs, but I do think that the ifs that I'm saying, like I think it's very possible for Kevin Love to come back. Just average like 16 a game. Stop shooting two for 10. Can you do that? Can you stop shooting two for ten? That's. Can I get someone from the bench to step up a little bit? You know, so, what I, mean? I mean, but who's he facing? Who's he going up against? I, I do we not but look he's at who Kevin Love? I, I mean, understand Kevin Love was that. a top ten player in the league when he was traded to Cleveland. Yes, he was. You know, I I really I like Kevin Love, but then I he, you know, yeah, the the, the Cavs just aren't it. Right now, yeah, yeah, I'm still in denial, Jill. I'm sorry, I'm still in denial. Uh, the one series we haven't talked about, uh, Bucks, uh, Celtics game tonight. Honestly, I think the Bucks win tonight. I, I think the home team wins in each game. Don't really want to spend too much time previewing the game because by the time people listen to this, the game's going to be going on, and it's like what we say is irrelevant. But who do you have in that series? Um, you know, I picked the Bucks. You did, yeah, like, just it's still, based it's still off possible. Yeah. I think they win tonight, and then Game Seven, you have the best player in the series. But I haven't liked the way the Bucks have been playing in the playoffs. Yeah, so I don't like the way they play in general. I mean, I'm just not a fan. I, I like think there are a lot. I think that them firing J. Kidd was actually, even though they said it helped, it was more of a detriment. Even though there was problems with it, I just think that they they might they need something within their team. They need a new coach next year, and then they need a new system, and then they need like yeah. a, they needed someone who could spread the floor, shoot the three at a con- consistent rate, and then. You need to figure out if you want Giannis playing the point guard. What do you What do you want from him? Because he's shown he can get triple doubles for you. If, if you want him to distribute the ball, he can do that. Or do you want him to play on the wing? But if you have him play on the wing, how often are you getting him the ball? Because Eric Bledsoe comes in, and there's times where Giannis doesn't even touch the damn ball. Yeah. So it. They, I think they're that they have an identity confusion. I think that Agreed. there's some, you know. Maybe jealousy is a strong word, you but think there's so? definitely. I definitely feel like there's okay. some superstar like whose team is it you, you kind of look at carl anthony towns and you're like what's what's going on with you yeah what's happening well, carl, I, oh, well i mean i'm sorry yeah. i went to minnesota not him sorry i'm not um jabari parker yeah yeah that's yeah i feel like he feels a way well supposedly he's gone after this year i mean he should be but i i i feel like he feels a way and it's showing within their play kind really? of okay I, I mean i could be wrong but that that's just what I feel. I like Thon Maker getting playing time right now. Uh, the Australian, you know, he's great defensively. I he apparently he shoots a three ball now. I had no idea he could shoot the three. I don't yeah. care about this series. Yeah, you, I think I, that's what it is. I yeah. think I don't care about this series. It, it, and it's gonna go seven. I think it's gonna go seven. It's like the one series that's gonna go seven. And it's we're gonna just hang like, it yeah, all right, Celtics, Bucks, because the Celtics, it's like we know they're gonna lose the next round anyway because they don't have Kyrie, they don't have Hayward, right. they don't. Have, you know what I mean? It's like what could have been. But could have been. Are you disrespecting Jalen Brown, though? 
No, I like Jalen Brown. <laughs> I like the Celtics, and it pains me to say that because I'm a New Yorker and we hate everything Boston, but I do like the Celtics. And I think Al Horford's really underrated. Why does no one give him credit for anything? Mm. See, like, come on. He does everything. He plays good defense. He can shoot the basketball. He'll get you points. He moves the ball. Like, what do you, what do you want from Al Horford? He's, he's not I mean, a superstar, but... He's not. He, I, I mean, he has a decent game. I just I feel he's like, underrated. I, I think feel he's like it, when he was in Atlanta and... A lot of hype. A lot of hype. Yeah. Did not, like, those... What was it? That first round loss? Like, they were so up and down. Yeah. Uh, you know. All right. All right, Joe, before I let you go, who's yes. your MVP? Who's your rookie of the year? Um, my MVP is James Harden, even though the case could be made for LeBron. Yeah. Um, my rookie, I don't know. So are you a believer in this? You have to be a first year player, I, no see, matter what, to be a rookie. I was not. I, I felt like if you didn't play, yeah. you know, but I, it, you do have to acknowledge that being in that environment, maybe for a year, knowing kind of what's ahead, but no pressure on you. Yeah might be a benefit because you just get to observe and absorb things. So, And then you get used to the NBA lifestyle. You're traveling with the team. If you are practicing, I don't know if Benson is practicing. I should know that. Um, but if you are practicing, like you are going against NBA talent. You get used to the speed even though it is practice. So I do understand both arguments. But to me, it's like the rule says he's a rookie. So yeah. if Ben Simmons is a rookie, to me, he gets it. He, I mean, that's I'm of that ilk. But, you know, I don't know. I kind of like the the you know the little trolling that um, yeah Donovan Mitchell Mitchell did yeah. yeah but um hey all right well Jill thanks for joining me thank you so much fun as always that's great <laughs> we'll see who's right though. we actually kept the light a little bit we did usually when LeBron I mean if you watch like AfterBuzz NBA playoff stuff or anything that we've done it, once LeBron and Kobe gets caught, like brought up we just kind of go at it or Russ. Russ, too. Yeah. But, you know. But, you good know. times, good times. Thanks for having me, yeah, Josh. You're welcome. You can follow her on Twitter at Stiletto Jill. Anything you want to promote? Website? Um, um, hit me up, jacksonstilettojill.com. Follow my YouTube channel. That's where I put, like, my red carpet interviews and my other interviews. YouTube at Stiletto Jill. Just Stiletto Jill everywhere. That's right. Uh, you can follow the Dime at the Dime MBA on Twitter. Give the show five stars on iTunes. Please subscribe. I'm also on Google Play now. I'm on Stitcher now. I'm on SoundCloud now. I'm trying to get out there. So tell a friend. Uh, five stars. Leave a review, even if it's like a corny, phony review. That helps me. That helps me get into the charts. If there are charts on iTunes, I don't know. Yes, there are. There are charts? Mm -hmm. Get me on the charts. Let's do this. Jill, once again, pleasure to have you on. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. And hopefully we can do this again. Amen. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Catch you around. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.